0: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Warning to Attitude. This is, it's an historic, it's the 40th episode. Nobody ever celebrates the 40th. Nobody's ever like, oh, it's the 40th anniversary. They always wait for 50, but we're going to celebrate 40. I am your host, Brent Piles, of course. And with me, as always, he is from across the ocean and from the future. He is at GRUsledug Lab. Glenn Abbott, I couldn't think of anything that you'd be more over then. So I'm going to go with the short introduction this week. Glenn, how you
1: doing? I'm doing very well. 40 is a good thing to celebrate with podcasts i don't know what it's like now with so many professional ones about but when we both started back in the day when there was only amateur podcasts the average sort of life of a podcast was five episodes or something
0: yeah i think we i think and they talked about that up. on the ddt wrestling ones where they were like if you have over you know 10 episodes or something you're in like the the top 4% of podcasters so we're in the top 4% glenn
1: well, you're more than in the top 4%.
0: Yeah, I'm a little bit past. Yeah,
1: the uh, progress a big Jerry Donkey
0: shit. It's been going on for a while. Um. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to think. So I started in 2017, but unlike most podcasts, I, I made it past five, but I didn't make it past 15. And then I came back in 2018. So it's been mm. pretty much running full time, except for maybe three months since 2018. So that's like, what, five years? I was going to say it must be 2018. Yeah, it was definitely 2018 because I remember we we started like two or three weeks before the 2018 Royal Rumble. I distinctly remember that. But anyway, um, anything, anything else, anything you'd like to discuss or talk about? There's not a lot of football for oh. us to talk about quite yet. So,
1: no, no, we won't wor- we won't worry about the football just yet. Um, we could talk about that Friday, but wrestling wise. That, uh, from what we're going to be watching tonight and what happened on Monday night, there are two Raws ro- that are poles apart, yeah, not so, in years, but in quality.
0: This would be one of those ones where you would take all those people that say it was so much better back then and then show them last night's raw, I mean, Monday's raw, and show them <laughs> this, and you'd be like, Oh, you'd be like, oh maybe not, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe not so good.
1: I honestly, I I tweeted it at the time. I honestly believe that match between Gunther and The Miz is probably the best match that anybody's ever had on a Raw.
2: Mm. That
1: was better than their their pay-per-view match.
0: I watched it. um, And then I watched it again before we came down here to do this. And I, I thought it was good, and maybe I need to go back and watch the Survivor Series match, but I feel like I like the Survivor Series match better. I couldn't really put my finger on why, and I'm not saying it was a bad match. And I'm I'm also not going to disagree with you that that might have been the best match ever on Raw. I know there's been some really good matches on Raw, um, but that's at least got to be in the top three if, it's, yeah. if, they, if we're looking at rankings-wise. This is a really good match.
1: Yeah. And um, the reason I say it was better is that uh, there were times there I knew he wasn't going to, but I actually believed that Miz could win this. And there was no point during Summerslam this Survivor Series that I actually believed Miz was going to win that.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, there there were a couple of them. when he hit the, the when he hit the Skull Crushing Finale from the top rope, even though he wasn't able to get a pen because Gunther rolled out of the ring. Um, yeah. Uh, I did think. Well, that's it. He's gonna. He's actually gonna do this. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. it Had me more emotionally involved. So I suppose that that affects my opinion on it.
0: I mean, that's that's that makes a lot of sense. I mean, because if you look back at a lot of people's favorite wrestling moments, it probably wouldn't be categoric guys as the greatest wrestling match or the greatest wrestling moment of all time. But it's just the way you felt and the way you know you're you were emotionally invested in it when you were watching it. Yeah. So it makes sense.
2: Mm.
1: The only other person I felt that actually stood up to Walter that well, as he was then, is Ilya Dragunov.
3: Yeah.
1: In the first one, in the second one, it was fairly well known by that point that he, he, that uh, Walter was going to become Gunther, and he wasn't long for uh, NXT, so it was obvious that Walter, that Ilya was going to win that one. Right. But the first one was uh, on a level with that one with the Miz and all kudos to the Miz. He showed how good a wrestler he was on Monday night.
0: Yeah. Especially at the beginning uh, of the match where he started like doing some mat wrestling and kind of threw Gunther off because they looked like Gunther wasn't expecting it. Uh, That was a really cool, uh, and they just, the story that they told with that uh, was really good. And man, um. I'm going to go ahead and officially stamp it. I think Gunther is the best wrestler in the world. I don't think there's anybody better than him. No, definitely not. No. Could have a good match with the broomstick, that (laughs) man. (laughs) Yeah. He's really, really good. He really, really is. Everything that you'd want a professional wrestler to be, he's it. In my opinion. Maybe, maybe, I know other people look at things differently, but in my personal opinion, that's it right there.
1: Yeah anyway that was all i wanted to talk about on on friday when we talked with the mayor we'll obviously talk more about nxt and more what went on on monday night and possibly yeah. some of what goes on off on, on friday night so
0: right and and i still want to watch the tag team championship match which i haven't got around to watching yet so i want yeah. you want to discuss that with america's he said that that was yeah. a really good match too that was, another, that was another cracker yeah that's what he said so um, now we're gonna have to talk about something that wasn't such a cracker, yes. It Was Raw is War from August 4th, 1997. Just for fun, Glenn, I think this might be a future reference that we might do for the rest of the duration of the show. I looked up the ratings for the Monday Night Wars on this individual oh, evening. Oh, well, that's good, yeah. And, um, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Nitro that night uh, got a four point three three, which if, if wrestling got a four point three three nowadays, people would be shitting themselves.
1: All right, I don't even know what that means.
0: I don't know what it means, <laughs> but I know it's. I know that would be really good nowadays. All right, okay. Raw though, I uh, got a two point six six, so almost a full oh. two points below
1: nearly half
0: yeah nearly half <laughs> um and just like for reference it had been a little bit closer like uh, in july july 14th 97 it was 2.59 to three point five five. So that's a bit closer the week before that 2.48 to 3.40 so it, they're really starting they're really pulled away on this week's episode um but yeah, I, so I think that's something that we'll continue to do is bring up the ratings and uh-huh. look into how WCW looked that evening as well. But anyway, so this took place at the Stabler Arena in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, which is fun to say. Bethlehem, don't you think? That's that's
1: very appropriate for this time of year. A very festive. It is,
0: Glenn. <laughs> it's going to. It's funny that you said that because I have an interesting fact about this place and Christmas, but the Stabler Arena opened in March of 1979. The arena is owned and operated by Lehigh University, which must be local. The only thing I know about Lehigh University is that they beat Duke in the NCAA tournament one year when they were like a 15 seed and Duke was a two seed. And I like the North Carolina Tar so I hate Duke. So <laughs> shout out to Lehigh University for that one. But, yeah, apparently this uh, this, this arena is owned by the university. Uh, they've never hosted any pay-per-views, but they've had Superstars, Wrestling Challenge, and even held some WCW Saturday nights in the year 2000, which I thought was interesting. This was the one and only Monday Night Raw held in this building, Glenn. The only one.
1: It was quite a small arena. I think that's probably part of the reason that it never – because uh, it, it drew a, a record – 4,666 people, so under 5,000, that's a, that's a small arena, really. So, no surprise they didn't have any pay-per-views there.
0: Yeah, why would they? Um, especially not the a WWE pay-per-view, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I also found this interesting about the Bethlehem, PA area. It is known Glenn for its historical reputation with the celebration of Christmas. Glenn. So oh, you, yes. you tied that in there in yeah. 1747, Glenn Bethlehem became the first U S city to feature a decorated Christmas tree in their town square in 1747. And on December 7th, 1937, the town was a, it took, officially adopted the name Christmas city usa so you, you really tied that all together glenn thank you <laughs> and you didn't even know you were gonna do it glenn that's no i didn't no <laughs>
1: i just thought of a little town of bethlehem that was all.
0: yeah i think that is in the story of Christmas.
1: because <laughs> everything yeah everything is christmas at the moment here i don't know what it's like over there but you can't move on the Glenn, everything
0: has been everything has been Christmas here since the day Thanksgiving ended.
1: Uh, it's even on the TV now. Uh, everything is a Christmas special.
0: Well, yeah. We're, five, even, days, we're even, five days from Christmas.
1: Yeah. Even Bloody Roar on Monday had a whatever it was. Yeah,
0: Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street 34, street, 34, street, 34 street, 34 street Fight or something like that. A, I might, I I could be wrong on this, but I think they recorded two episodes of Raw last night at that same arena because I don't think they're recording one next week because it's on Christmas. No, they're
1: not. They're giving them. The, they're giving them to the new year off now.
0: That's nice. That is nice.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's that's down, to, that's down to Triple H. Well, but just I think That's up
0: to the new regime realizing that they need to have fucking time off to spend with us, yeah, their and the, relax yeah, after the... decompress from being on the goddamn road.
1: Yeah unlike yeah, so, the predecessor that used to have a roll up on christmas day
0: i mean that used to be a big thing for wrestling back in the day it wasn't like a christmas night shows or thanksgiving yeah. night shows it used to be big um but yeah so this is the fallout show from SummerSlam 97 we reviewed that last week um which had some very interesting things happen in the main event we'll also find out about the condition of stone colds Steve Austin and I was honestly shocked that the beginning of this show didn't feature some sort of a SummerSlam recap or something as they usually sure. do.
1: No, they didn't. They didn't really even mention it that much.
0: No, then themselves didn't. If it wasn't for, they only talked about three of the matches. The rest of them, they could give a fuck about.
1: No. Well, that was about the sum <laughs> that summer, that that Survivor Series, really.
0: That's a good, I guess that's a summer good. Point. I guess that's a good point. The last the three matches were really the only ones that mattered. Um, so the Hart uh, Foundation, of course, and the new WWF champion Bret Hart make their way out to the ring to start the show. Um,
1: I hope you've got this promo. Of
0: course, Glenn, because I could never summarize Bret Hart's is, No, babbling.
1: this is the family that is best.
0: So you're going to hear a little bit from Bret Hart and a little bit of, oh, from Owen Hart here in this opening promo. So let's have a look. See, Listen here
4: you know I stuck to the letter of the word of the whole agreement I stuck to my word but what I can see so far is that the World Wrestling Federation, they're not sticking to their word you know here in America and everywhere else all my fans around the world know that Shawn Michaels Favored the Undertaker from the start of that match to the end of that match And the only reason that I'm standing here today is the World Wrestling Federation Is the simple reason that this Canadian is gonna be a lot smarter than both of those Americans Whether they like it or not British Bulldog last night went in there gallantly against Ken Shamrock this guy showed absolutely no discipline whatsoever. He made a mockery of himself and a class act in the World Wrestling Federation. And under no circumstances will Ken Shamrock ever get another shot at the British Bulldogs European Championship belt. The Hart Foundation, we don't wear dresses. We're not gonna wear a dress because there's a new boss in town. There's a new sheriff. And this sheriff says, but Brian Pillman's got far too much class to ever lower himself to that level and be
3: wearing a stupid dress. You know, Brett, you can't imagine the rage, the anger, and how mad I really am. Because last night, I did a real stupid thing. I showed compassion to Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I beat myself is what I did. But Austin, In doing that, I made you a crippled freak. You're paralyzed. You're in a hospital somewhere in New Jersey. I don't know where the hell you are, but I ended your career last night. You may have stole my Intercontinental belt, but you'll never wrestle again, son. I left you in the ring a crippled freak. You could barely move, and the only reason you beat me was because I had compassion and I beat myself. But the only thing to do, son, is for you to forfeit that belt and give it back to me, or either come out and let me kick your ass again, because you're a crippled freak and you'll never wrestle again. The only way to solve it is by giving me my belt back. Well, I'm sure that your words have not fallen on deaf ears. As a matter of fact, I'm sure our commissioner
4: has been listening. I'd like to introduce, ladies and gentlemen, the commissioner of the World Wrestling Federation. Please welcome Sergeant Slaughter.
1: Another one of those promos that wouldn't air today.
0: Yeah. I mean, did he have to say crippled freak six times?
1: No, he didn't, but he went there.
0: <laughs> yeah. He really, he really, he really yeah. dug into that one, didn't he? Um, but as you can see there, uh, we get the new commissioner and it's Sergeant <laughs> Slaughter or Sergeant Chin, as I like to call him, because he's got a big ass chin. Um, so he comes down to the ring and he lets Bret Hart know that Brett's not the new sheriff in town, that he's the new sheriff in town, that Brett doesn't make the rules. He does. He then tells Brett that you will defend the WF title against the Patriot. And Brett's like, oh, you know, who did he ever beat to get a title shot? And the Sarge says, you. Which <laughs> is true. Which, I mean, it's, he beat him last week. So that's a really good point. Um, he then tells the, that the British Bulldog that he will face Ken Shamrock again soon. And then he tells Brian Pillman that he will wear a dress tonight or he will be suspended. He also tells Owen Hart that he'll face Austin again, but only when the doctors say it's okay and only when Stone Cold says so. And just then the glass breaks, and I'm shocked oh. that Stone Cold Steve Austin's even here because he is.
1: Yeah. And after you see that and he tombstone or whatever it was in slow motion, you can see why he broke his neck.
0: Yeah, you, you're, you're spacing the right. You'd be surprised as to why this man's walking today. Yeah. Um, so Austin comes out. He says he's ready to fight you Owen Hart. You but... could see
1: he could move his neck because he was sort of leaned over
0: to one side slightly, and yeah, his yeah,
1: best I... without moving.
0: I was shocked he was even there. Like I, yeah. we talked about this before we got on the air, but like. I distinctly remember our different raw than this raw being the night after SummerSlam, but it was probably because this one was so uneventful that my teenage brain just blocked it out and we remembered mm-hmm. the good one that probably happened next week. Um, yeah. And so I was shocked to even see Austin come walking out here because I didn't think we were going to see him on TV for at least a week. You know, I figured at least he would give a week that he wouldn't <laughs> be there, but no, here he is. Um he says he's ready to fight Owen Hart tonight. Uh, he calls Owen a loser, says he got that from his mom and dad. He says, it ain't my fault that you're a loser. You got that from your parents. Take it up with them. He says tonight he will open up a can of Will Bass on Owen Hart, and then he leaves, um, which I severely doubt we're going to get. I severely doubted at that time we were going to get Owen Hart versus Steve Austin, and we won't. <laughs> no. <laughs> and we won't. But what we will get tonight, Glenn, this is something to be excited about. Ahmed Johnson versus Chains. The good news is is Ahmed didn't didn't hurt himself.
1: I only watched this yesterday, and I've forgotten all
0: about that already. Well, it was pretty fucking memorable. They also tell (laughs) us we will hear from Shawn Michaels tonight, but they tell us up next. Thank God. Ken Shamrock will battle the Supreme Fighting Machine, comma. Um, We also we didn't hear from some fans after SummerSlam who are not happy with what happened and they are mad at Shawn Michaels for the main event. One girl even said that he did it on purpose. He did it on purpose. Do you think he did it on purpose, Glenn?
1: Mm. I don't think any rest of the action goes out on purpose to injure somebody badly.
0: Yeah. I would hope not anyway. I would hope not. But then, anyway, so we go back to the, uh, we come back from a break and we get a promo from the Nation of Domination. We find out another match to get really excited for at Ground Zero, Glenn. It's going to be a triple threat match. It's Farouk taking on Savio Vega taking on Crush in the Battle of the Leaders of the Factions match, Glenn. On a scale of one to 10, how excited are you for that one? Well, <laughs> just a one, huh?
1: Just a one.
0: Goddamn this has
1: been going. On either as all part of the lead, the nation or against each other. This has been going on far too long.
0: It really has. And like um back in this these days were the like the like the new days of having three way matches. So I think even at this point, you could still get disqualified to triple threat match. So I'm sure that match will end in a disqualification. Of course it will. I have For that example, yeah, or everybody will get in there and it'll just be a smash. You know it will be. That's going to be the ending. I'm going on, We're going on a limb on that one. On <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Farouk says if they want to have a street fight, they they shouldn't have picked him because they messed up because he's a product of the streets. He says Crush and Salvia are going to learn a final lesson from him, and that's how to take an ass weapon. Which, which I thought was a pretty good line. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. So we get... Ken Shamrock battling the Supreme Fighting Machine come It's the world's dangerous man versus the Supreme Fighting Machine. Glenn, Damn. in your opinion, was this a Supreme match? You got
1: the crowd. The crowd was the highlight of this whole show. They said what they thought. And they were cheering, they were chanting Papashango to, to karma.
0: Well, there were those are some smart wrestling fans right there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that I knew that Papa Shango was like Kama and the Godfather until much later in life. I don't no. think until much later in life, I wouldn't have known in '97, that's for sure. Um, so Shamrock, of course, not happy after what happened with the dog food situation. They show him beating up officials and referees. First, the whole nation comes down to the ring, and this is gonna be a running part of the show, Rob. And, and Dan, I want you to take a drink every time the Sarge shows up. Every time Sarge comes out there, take a drink. Uh, he yeah. comes out there and kicks all the nation and the nomination members. He sends them to the back. So Kama's going to have to take them on by himself. Um, felt kind of like an MMA match more than a wrestling match, at least to start.
1: Yeah, it was all very slow, plodding, um, totally uninterested. <laughs>
0: I mean, you know, that is fair. It was a rather uninteresting match. Um, did not last long, as, of course, the Los Barricas, uh or at least two of the Los Periquas, make their way down to the ring.
1: Yeah, but nobody gives a, a crap about any of this. They're not into Ken Shamrock. They're certainly not into the nation anymore, and they're not into Los Barriquas or DOA.
0: Yeah.
1: So, the more they chuck them into these sort of things, the more it's all destined to failure.
0: I don't know, Glenn. I think if they just get one more faction, yeah, and make, make it a four way faction thing, I think it'll be the answer. Hmm. That's what I think personally.
1: Could well, yeah, could well be.
0: Oh, uh, I hope not. Maybe, <laughs> just kidding. I hope not. Uh, and maybe
1: change the leader of one of the factions as well,
0: get somebody with a bit of charisma. Yeah, they really didn't pick because, like, no disrespect to Savio Vega, no disrespect to Crush, but to be leaders of a faction? No. (laughs) No. Crush is the henchman in the faction. He's not the leader of the faction. Yeah, so the uh, two of the Los Pericos members come out. They give Kama a double suplex on the outside of the ring. They throw him back into the ring and Shamrock hits a belly-to-belly and then he gets the three-count the win. Kama takes off after them, but they run through the crowd. we then get another video of the uh, German superstar Brachus <laughs> from Deutschland.
1: My, my note on this was Brackus is still German and he's still coming.
0: Yep. This time he said something about Triple H, I think. He said Hunter Hurstown play, yeah. I believe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then. We can when, all dream. What'd we, you say? We can all dream.
0: <sighs> or nightmare. I'm not <laughs> sure.
1: Yeah, if his dream is fighting Hunter L see then fair enough.
0: No, oh, you're saying he okay, yeah. He can dream. Yeah, he can dream. Um, speaking of dreams, this was a lot of people's dreams in 1997. Sunny makes her way down to the ring, and she's gonna be the yeah. guest ring announcer this evening for the light heavyweight matchup that's coming up next. She was She always is.
1: Whenever the whenever the light heavyweights are around, Sunny's around. Really?
0: Yeah. Huh, I hadn't made that correlation yet, but you're probably right. You got a better mind than I do, Glenn, so <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Um, so it's Takamichi Noku taking on Brian Christopher. I would say <laughs> out of all the light heavyweights that they have, these are the two guys that they're trying to push, push the most. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. And out of all the crap that was on this show, and while I wish this match would have had five or six more minutes, this was a pretty good match for it what was. it was.
1: Yeah, and they only give them three and a half minutes. Yeah. In a two-hour show. It was a bit stupid, really. It's no wonder that they never ever got the light heavyweight division off the same way the X Division did on WCW, because Vince wasn't that bothered about
0: it, really. Right. He, it's it's not, It was like it was something he didn't want to do, yeah. but was talked into doing by someone else because, you know, they do it. So...
1: Yeah, because yeah, he's been successful over there.
0: Although you want to talk about unexpiring, I, I've got the 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 nitro results up too from this night, mm-hmm. and do you want to know what the cruiserweight championship match from that evening was. You'll ahead, if man. I gave you ten guesses, you would never guess either of these guys oh. challenged for the cruiserweight championship.
1: Cool. who is it?
0: Alex Wright, who was the cruiserweight champion at that time, oh, defeated Scotty keep... Riggs. Isn't that isn't that I? What? <laughs> random. A bit random. I had like, no idea any either one of those guys had ever been considered a cruiserweight.
1: No. Anyway.
0: That's right.
1: It is certainly on the Buddy Murphy end of uh, cruiserweight.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, and Scotty Riggs, too. Scotty Riggs isn't a small guy. No. You remember Scotty Riggs? American yeah, males. American yeah. males. Yeah. American uh-huh. males. I just I, start that. I, like I, just, <laughs> I just wanted to sing. I just I just wanted <laughs> to sing it. I'll that, cool. be
1: an earworm now for the next couple of days.
0: <laughs> I was hoping that somehow I could work Scotty Riggs or buff bag one of the show because I could sing that song, but I did it. So <laughs> Big Barry Horwood's pat on the back to myself. You got any other <laughs> notes from this match, Glenn?
1: No. It was again with these two, they are good enough. You put them on at the start of the second hour, and you give them twenty minutes to do their stuff. You don't have them as a throwaway three-minute match. Just at the you know, just just after the, the shenanigans of the last one, which was absolutely awful.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, because it's funny, Glenn. I was just gonna say, well, this was the first match of the show, completely forgetting about the match that we just talked about, fucking three minutes ago. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
0: So that's yeah, how yeah. memorable the first match was <laughs> that I've exactly. already forgotten. It. Exactly. Um, yeah, Brian Christopher was kind of using his because he, he has like a 15-20 twenty pound weight advantage over Taka, so it's kind of using his size and power yeah. advantage on him. Taka he goes for a clothesline target moves. He crashes out to the floor target. hits a big springboard. Um, I don't know what the fuck you would call it. Something fancy to the outside. Yeah. Um, the finish comes when uh, uh, Brian Christopher, he, go, he hits a suplex and then he goes and does another one. But then Tiger's able to hook the legs for the three count and gets the one, two, three. And they say that that is the Brian Christopher's first loss in the world wrestling federation. And I'm not going to argue with him because I don't remember. So. <laughs> no. Of course, after the match, he starts attacking Taka. He slingshots him over the top rope to the outside. The King's not happy about his son losing. Um, so, yeah, that was that. We then see the Sarge knocking on Pillman's locker room door. He mm-hmm. gives Pillman a dress and says, he get, he, and push Pillman says, you can't push me around. And it tells the Sarge he's not going to wear his dress. Uh, and, and Sarge says, you're going to wear the dress, and that's an order. And then he also tells him that not only are you going to wear it tonight, but you're going to wear it until you win a match. Every Monday, you're going to wear a dress until you win a match. So no. he's not very happy with that. No. They remind us again, Glenn, that we will talk to Sean Michaels this evening, and we will see Owen Hart versus Steve Austin. No, we won't. Mm-hmm. Now, the next match is a match, okay. match we were supposed to get last week. But yeah. we didn't because Hunter Hurst Helmsley was attacked by a cameraman, a.k.a. Mankind. And so Hunter Hurst Helmsley yeah, takes on week. Vader. And <laughs> I
1: said, wish
0: I had this week. We, we could have only asked for... <laughs> um,
1: and attacking him would have made this a lot
0: better. It definitely was. Um, biggest uh, pop of this match or biggest note of this match was China drop-kicking Paul Bear.
1: Yeah, that's right. Entered a double counter that they took two minutes 20. Yep. What was the point of it?
0: <laughs> it's and not it's even a heel a time. versus heel match. I don't,
1: it's not, it's a heel versus heel, it's not even a time filler because it's only over on two minutes.
0: Yeah, so it's not filling anything. No, it's not setting up a feud between Vader and, fucking Tr- and Hunter Hurst Holmesley. China's not going to wrestle Paul Bear, even though I would love to. Oh, right yeah,
1: that would be great.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, they were like fighting on the outside. It's a double, it's a double yeah. shot out. <laughs> Uh The best part was literally if you just Google uh, China Paul Bear dropkick and watch Paul Bear take a bump from a dropkick from China.
1: That says it all about this match, that, that was the highlight of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh but speaking of highlights, Glenn, um, we've got the Patriot, the number one contender for the World Wrestling Federation Championship, even though he's been here, let me check, two weeks. Uh, yeah. and he's gonna take on a man we haven't seen in a while, and that's the Sultan. Um <laughs> I've forgotten he was still a thing. Same I recently saw that they've got a Sultan figure coming out. All oh, right. That'd be nice. and I will be purchasing that if I can find it, yes. Yeah, um, we then get a spirited. Passionate promo from the Patriot, and we're going to listen to it right now. I've heard all the comments Bret Hart's made about America.
2: I've heard the bad things that he said, the negative things that he said. Well, you know what? Some of those things sting because there are some truth in some of those comments. Yes, I'll be the first to admit there are some things that are greatly wrong with this country, some things that need to be corrected. But Bret Hart, instead of sitting around and whining and complaining and not doing anything about it, I have decided to step forward to take a stand and to do something about it and to correct some of these problems. And one of the biggest problems I see right now in our country, Bret Hart, is you. The fact that you're here and running down our people and our way of life. And you come here to earn your living and your keep and provide for your family, but yet you criticize the system. Well, buddy, America, love it or leave it. Get out. And if you don't want to go on your own, I'll be glad to help you. I'll be glad to help you out the door. You said it was a fluke that I beat you at Raw. Raw. Well, anytime two men step into the ring one-on-one, it's not a fluke when one wins. You had the same opportunity that I did. I will walk out a winner, and at ground zero, Bret Hart, when the belt's on the line, when it's for all the marbles, I'll prove to you and the rest of the world that it was not a fluke. And tonight, when I step into the ring with the Sultan, from what I understand, he's undefeated in the World Wrestling Federation. Bret Hart, I want you to watch close, because I'm going to give you a taste of what I'll do to you at ground zero. He, he he said the salt was undefeated.
0: <laughs> the Sultan is undefeated, Glen. I think we've seen him once. Yeah, he beat Bret Hart. No, he had two matches. He had another match because oh. Bret Hart was going after Vince, and he went out there to fight oh, yeah. with. Uh, and then yes, yeah, so I got thrown out. But he said he said that he believed the Sultan was undefeated in the World Wrestling Federation. No. no. The Sultan is more closer oh, to have no. never won a match than be undefeated.
1: They are desperate. They are so desperate to have an American versus the evil foreigner.
0: <laughs> they were then so, they were really desperate at this point. I'm not, I'm, I mean, the way he was talking at the beginning of that promo, he could run for office right now in this country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: good.
3: good.
1: Uh, I he said he make believe... a better politician than does wrestler.
0: I can't believe he said that. Uh, the salt, who I understand, is undefeated in the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> that was clearly live because if it hadn't been taped, somebody would have been "Stop! No. Yeah. yeah that's okay. oh, God damn it. <laughs> oh.
1: The only thing I can actually say in defense of these guys for this show is basically um I'm not sure. I don't actually think that they diagnosed Owen. Owen um, Austin's neck injury on the night. I think that they got the news that it was as bad as it was uh, an hour or two hours before this Raw. And basically had to tear up the whole script.
0: And start over.
1: And start over again. Yeah. With what they had.
0: And to be fair to them, it felt like them. That's how this show felt. It felt like it was... Exactly I, told how you, it felt. I told you in our chat that I... I felt like it was recorded before SummerSlam. And I know it wasn't, because I know Mm. that for a fact that it wasn't, but it just feels like it was a canned Mm. show that they taped before they even knew it was going to happen. Yeah.
1: Well, they a general outline They had had words written, and they were basically just shoving them at people and saying, read this.
0: Right, right, yeah.
1: Apart Uh, from when Sean gets out, yeah. And there's no point in even talking about this match.
0: Yeah, I just want to talk about how he came out to Kurt Angle's. He came out with Kurt Angle's yeah. music, and I wanted. I, I was in my living room. You suck! Yeah. You suck! <laughs> <Yeah. Which laughs> and then we got a pre-match flag-waving contest, claim, which I thought was yeah. riveting.
1: Yeah, which is more appropriate for the Patriot than it is for Kurt Angle.
0: That's true. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Else. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, the Patriot wins with the Uncle Uncle Slam, which is what I'm calling it. It's basically a full Nelson Slam, but I think it should be called the Uncle Slam. If it isn't, it should be. Um, after the match, Bret Hart and the Hart's come down to the ring again, um, but the Sarge tells everyone but Bret and the Patriot to, to – uh, to they uh, the Sarge stops everyone but Bret, and so Bret thinks he's got people behind him, and then he gets down to the ring and turns around, but there ain't nobody back there behind him. And then the Patriot kind of like – he kind of, like, jumps on his back. So he did the thing that he, like, did the thing that he shouldn't do as a good guy, which is jumps on someone's yeah. back. Very,
1: like, yeah, yeah. A very non-face tactic. Yeah. 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 Let's attack the hill. While well, he's
0: not looking, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: So, yeah, then they start brawling, and then we have to, uh, the officials have to come out and separate them. Um, I don't care what you do. I'm probably not going to be excited for that match matchup. If,
1: if, if they wanted to get Brett Hart involved in something, don't let it be this. You know, you've got Shawn Michaels coming out at the start of the second hour. Have him come out at the end of that and have a go at him.
0: Well, he's already, he's got the match with the Patriots. So
1: Yeah, I know, but it's just, it just seems like even the match of the Patriot is something that's just been thrown out there because they're trying to build him into this big anti American and they haven't got anybody really to wrestle him.
0: There's they're no lacking, whole thing in the big baby face department because the big baby face that they had or the two that they had yeah. was Shawn Michaels and now he's a heel. He's
1: a heel uh, Often-
0: <laughs> Uh neck is hurt and even then we don't want to quite ascend Austin to the level of WWF champion yet because we want to put that off until the next year's WrestleMania. So yeah. they're really in between a rock and a hard place. And they went, Oh, that guy's called a patriot. Where's a or a patriotic flag? Let's bring him in. Let's bring him in. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And that's exactly how it feels. Anyway, let's get out of our one. <laughs> yeah, we did an hour
0: two. Hour two, and the saving grace from this this show. I was gonna say probably the two best parts of this show was Shawn Michaels uh, comes out and uh, does an in ring um promo with Vince, and then the Undertaker comes out after him. I have clips from yeah. both of those okay. interactions. Before,
1: before you play the the clips, for yes. anybody that doesn't know, I'll give you the background to to. Uh, This Shawn Michaels promo, as we've said, they took basically ripped this. They ripped the script up, script up for the show. Shawn Michaels' turn was supposed to be at the end of the show, after um, Dude Love and Steve Austin had a match against the Bulldog and Owen, and Shawn was supposed to turn on Austin and Dude Love at the end of the show, and then cut a heel promo. But because Austin can't wrestle, and that's all been thrown out the window, he was sort of just shoved out there now and said, told by, uh, I'm not even sure if it was Vince, but somebody basically said to him, go out there and make yourself a heel. Um,
0: like you're, you're tiptoeing on it right yeah. now, so we want you to go out there and really lean into it.
1: Yeah, yeah. and this is what we got.
0: <clears throat> yeah, here, here is what we got.
1: If it hadn't have
5: been for you, The Undertaker might still be the World Wrestling Federation champion. So let me get this straight. You, The Undertaker, Brett the Hitman Hart, and the best that I can tell, all of the fans of the World Wrestling Federation are dumping this in my lap. Uh, yeah, I don't know that's necessarily fair. Shut up! Because you know something? It's just like you. It's just like Bret Hart. And whether anybody in this arena likes it or not, it's just like all the fans of the World Wrestling Federation to not take responsibility for themselves and pass the buck on to the heartbreak kid because everybody knows I don't give a damn what anybody thinks of me! Shut up! May I ask you a pertinent question, please? Yeah, cough it up! Alright, it's on a lot of people's minds is something like this, as controversial as it always is. Are you, in any way, in cahoots with Bret Hart? As preposterous as that may sound, a lot of people are wondering that. You know, I've always known you were a Nimrod, but now you have convinced me that you are the dumbest son of a bitch I have ever met in my life. Well, first of all, I don't appreciate that. Let's get that straight, okay? And in addition... Ooh. Excuse me while I shudder in my loafers, McMahon. Well, you just might be shuddering come September 7 when you step into this ring with The Undertaker. That's when you're gonna be shuddering. Right here, you can finish your... Ten years! Ten years I've given you, and this is the respect that you give me. Each and every one of you can go to hell. Undertaker, the next time you see me, my super kick is going to be one foot down
0: your throat. The next time the Undertaker, Sean Michael, sees Undertaker, he's going to be all feet to the fucking back because he ain't standing around for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that was really good, though. Yeah. I think somebody said, hey, Sean, hey. just go out there and be an asshole. And he said, <laughs> finally. <laughs> <laughs> huh? I've been waiting for this day. <laughs>
1: yeah. And you could see that. The, Vince was trying to... St- Not to spoof a point there. Yeah. He was supposed to to be acting all indignant, but he had a smirk on his face because he called him a nimrod.
0: (laughs) God damn, pal. I like it when he sasses me. I don't know why I
2: like it.
1: He called me a nimrod.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, did you hear that? He called me a nimrod. I use that one all the time. JR, you're a nimrod. (laughs) God damn it. Bruce, get in here. I'm going to call him a nimrod. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> anyway so the Undertaker must not have liked that because he makes his way down to the ring but by the time the Undertaker gets up and the lights come on as you're going to see here Shawn Michaels ain't nowhere to be found excellent I um, think oh,
1: that's brilliant how many times have we sat here and said to people run away yep exactly what
0: Michaels did perfect heel work as soon as I hear that gong I ain't sticking oh, around no. to show up. I'm gone fuck that I don't blame you um, so let's let's hear uh, how, how the Undertaker feels about the situation with Shawn Michaels yeah. I'm not coming out here and telling you how mad I am
2: or how bad I am because the Undertaker has been doing way too much talking and now it's time to get back to doing what I do best And that's taking souls and making people rest in peace. Shawn Michaels, you're going to have to look me in the eyes, and you're going to have to pay for your crimes. And you will rest in peace.
5: Get you now. Lost a little weight. Have a job. <laughs> Go ahead. Call Paul bear name. Make fun of the fat man. Yes, make fun of him. I was with Cain last night, and what? he's ready. He's ready to come. He's waited twenty years to face his brother. High time. He's coming, dead man. That's it. Call me a liar. But Kane's coming. He's coming. He's coming. Yes, he is. Yes, yes,
4: yes.
0: Well, the question is, when is he coming? Where is he coming? All justified questions from JR.
1: Apparently he's coming. That's what I heard. Hmm.
0: That's what I heard, uh, man. Paul Bear was sweating like us when we he see Stacy Keebler when we watch WCW
1: 2000.
0: He, he was, was, he was, sweating. He was uh, sweating. I I found it funny that he, he said you've lost a little weight, haven't you? Like Paul, come on. You don't really, do you really want to go there? I don't think you do. I think you want to go there. Um, so, but we do know it's Shawn Michaels full fledged heel now. And he'll be facing The Undertaker at Ground Zero. Mm. Um, Speaking of Ground Zero, here comes another one of the more hilarious moments of the night where I busted out laughing. Um, Ahmed Johnson is making his way down to the ring with the Nation of Domination for his match with Chains. We then see uh, something from moments ago where the Sarge is talking with a doctor and tells the Sarge that Steve Austin has a condition called spinal shock and that he cannot wrestle this evening, and they talk about how Austin will not wrestle uh, Owen tonight, but we will get Owen Hart taking on his tag team partner, Dude Love, in place of him in the main event. So,
1: They're they're definitely trying not to say that Owen broke his neck.
0: Yeah, they're definitely not trying to say that he's a crippled freak, right? That's not what they're trying to
1: say. (laughs) No, I see.
0: Not, they don't you don't want to say that ever. Don't say that. No. I'm only saying it so you'll know not to say it. That's why I said it. Okay. Yeah. That's it. So uh yeah, so then the DOA drive down to the ring, but Sarge comes down and makes again makes everybody leave. He makes says, get the fuck out of here. We ain't playing games here. So he leaves Ahmed and Chains, the fake Undertaker right there, to ballot one on one. Um the Los was I mean, do you do you have any notes from this match, <laughs> just that you have to
1: feel for Ahmed Johnson he's he's, he's, at this stage his bottom half is like a cross between Robocop and the Bionic Man yeah (laughs) He's, he's got so many knee braces and pads and things on holding him together
0: yeah he really is yeah um, so I eventually the Los per equals come down here. They're messing with chains's bike, they turn it on and start revving it up so that Ahmed is able to hit, hit Ahmed, hit uh, chains with a Pearl River plunge to get the win. The rest of the DOA come down, and uh, but the Los per equals take off into the crowd that brings the rest of the nation of domination into the ring. They all get together, like they're gonna do the nation of domination design sign. And they just start beating up on Man Johnson. Which yeah. At that point, I just start, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? He's been in the nation like a week. Yeah. So that's it. He comes in, injures his knee, is around for a week, and now he's no longer in the nation of domination. That's it. Uh, that's it. Uh, which I <laughs> That's it, a... Rod. Simmons said, "Damn, yeah." Like, All right, Ron, we'll take care of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it took him
1: ten minutes to get down for the pin because he can't bend his legs.
0: That's true. I mean, he looks great. Looks menacing walking down there, but yeah. Then the goddamn bell always has to ring. Yes, <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> And like this Ahmed Johnson that we're looking at right now ain't the Ahmed Johnson that debuted. It's not the, the same the same person. Injuries have ravaged his body. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And it's really to no fault of his own. It ain't his fault it's oh. his body falls apart. It just shit happens, you know? So.
1: Oh, yeah. And it just did.
0: Yeah. It did. You
1: know, twice he's blown his knee out, not even wrestling. Yep, just in
0: a fight. Just in a brawl. Just in a brawl. So, yeah, um, another another underwhelming match. But you know, Ahmed Johnson is no longer a member of the Nation of Domination. So, I, I imagine we'll now be locked in another fucking feud, long feud of Ahmed Johnson feuding yeah. with the Nation again, because that's exactly yeah. what I mean. Haven't seen that one before ever. Uh, um, so, then we get another meaningless tag team match. This time it's the Godwins taking on the headbangers. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was and there. we get
1: boring chants.
0: Well, why? We're this very
1: sorry crowd.
0: There was a loud ECW chance too during ECW, this.
1: Fall. Yeah, ECW and boring. That was all they chanted during this. I think they're just given up on it all by now.
0: Why? Well, Understandable. They boo- have <laughs> Yeah,
1: they had the opportunity to to boo Brett at the beginning. Boo Sean halfway through, but they've not had anybody to cheer.
0: That's a really good point. Like besides the split second of on... Austin being out there. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, so yeah, the head, you no, know, the Godwins end up getting the win. Um, it really doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> then we <laughs> see that Brian Pillman will be up next. Goldust and Marlena make their way out to the ring. I'm guessing so they can get a better look at Brian Pillman in address. dress. We then have a young, spry Michael Cole down at ringside to interview Marlena and and uh, Gold Dust. And Marlena says that Gold uh, that Pillman hasn't done much well, acting like a man lately. So she wants to see how he does as a woman, which I thought was pretty goddamn funny. Um, <laughs> and then Gold Dust says, after all the trash that he's been talking, I wouldn't miss this for the world. So. It's Brian Pillman taking on Bob Holly. And I bet Bob Holly said somewhere. Like, I ain't never wrestled nobody in a dress before. Somewhere. Like I bet he has. I you bet you he probably has too. <laughs> I bet you probably were. He's from <laughs> Alabama. He's wrestled somebody in a dress
1: before. Yeah. <laughs>
0: The funny part of this is they start right and, and, and they cut, like, Pillman's music hits and he, like, peeks his face out of the curtain a little bit like mm. you don't want to come out. And then Sarge just grabs him and just launches him out there like <laughs> Uncle Phil throwing jazz out of the, fr- out of the house of the Fresh <laughs> Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. <laughs> out there, which I thought was pretty good. um Of course, Pillman is enraged because he's wearing a dress so he just starts beating on poor Bob Holly. um Bob Holly keeps pulling up the dress and smacking Pillman on the ass. um. Which you would have, uh, think he would have just wore regular underwear under there, but I'm pretty sure he had a thong on. Yeah, <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Pretty sure. Either that it was just like a jock strap or something, because you yeah, can see yeah. it. He was literally smacking his whole ass cheeks, which is something. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when you look at this match, though, when you look at the matches on this show, Glenn, that's probably the most entertaining thing that's happened in any <laughs> of
1: <room>. Yeah, <laughs> Because nothing
0: else happens the hiding in this. No. Uh, he eventually gets, starts arguing with, because Goldust and Marlena are in the crowd holding up a bra. They've got a bra yeah. that they're holding up. Um, and so Pillman gets out there, and he's kind of you know arguing with them. And then he gets counted out, which means he'll be in a dress next week. Yeah. <laughs> Pillman is not happy. Um, as he, uh, he started beating on Brian Pillman. I mean, beating on Bob Holly a little bit, but I don't think he got much into it before Bob got out of there. Um, so tune in next week as Brian Pillman will be at address. And then we come back from a break, and it looks like Bret Hart will be joining the announced team for the main event. Vince does not look happy about it, but good news for Vince, Glenn, is the Sarge is here to make sure everything is under control and to keep an eye on Bret Hart. So no need to worry. The Sarge is here. No need to
1: fear the sergeants here. Sorry. It's a shame the Sarge didn't keep his eye on the Photoshopper. The Photoshopper? In the match match graphic. Dude, love, is shown with the IC title on his shoulder. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, wow. It wasn't the tag team, it was the IC title.
0: Well, goddamn, pal. (laughs) Show us how much I fucking pay attention. I didn't even notice.
1: No. (laughs)
0: Did not even know. So, so, so the notes that I made in my match here, uh, for the match here, when they were coming to the ring, I thought it was funny that Brett was going on and on about how can how can Dude Love wear the icy title belt when he's not yeah. the rightful champion, but he had the tag team belt, and I thought that that was funny. But now that you're telling me that he was holding the belt in the graphic, it makes more sense why Brett said that. It makes a hell of a lot more. At first, I was like, "Why is he? What is he talking about?" Now it makes more sense, Lin. Now it's crystal clear. Yes. <laughs> so, what was likely the best match on the show, but that's not saying much. Um, no. I just have, to, I want you to tell me about the match, climb, but first I want you to answer me this question. Do you think that Mankind can feel the pain that Dude Love had? Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, do you think Dude Love can feel the pain that Mankind got from the cage match last night or just the pain not transfer?
1: It's Mick Crowley, who knows?
0: That's okay. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair answer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's not human. We don't know. You know. He should be dead about three times already.
0: Yeah. How that man can even remember how to spell his name at this point in his life is fucking a goddamn miracle. Yeah.
1: He's actually quite lucid from somebody from that period of wrestling.
0: You know what else he probably didn't do? He wasn't like a drinker or a partier, so he yeah. also didn't. He only ravaged his body with trauma. He didn't ravage it with trauma <laughs> he and booze and yeah. drugs at the same time. Yeah. So,
1: Yeah, I think that pain threshold helped because if, he, if he'd actually not been able to tolerate the amount of pain he put his body through, he would have definitely been dead on overdose of painkillers by now
0: yeah uh yeah unfortunately that's how uh how a lot of people go um, hmm. so I mean what'd you think about this um little match up here
1: it was good it was all right um it's how in heart against okay. mick Foley and whatever guys he's under you're not gonna get a bad match from them yeah and as you say it's uh, it was uh, um, it was the usual thing it was. Lots of elbow drops, no stiff shots. It was yeah. just to be cool. I mean, uh, I still say it to this day, probably got the best missile drop of anybody in the world.
0: Yeah, I have that in my notes too. Yeah. Very nice missile drop kick from the top rope. Yeah, he, he's always like precision point with it. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Um. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of war of words going on of, on the commentary between uh, yeah. as they were going back and forth. There was one point where Vince was asking, Brett, did you beat him with a sharpshooter? Tell me that. Tell me that, Brett. Did you beat him with the sharpshooter? Because it's what a maneuver. No, he
1: didn't say that one. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, I mean, it was a decent match. at had some good in-ring action. Mankind tried to do like a fucking uh, one of his pads elbow drop, but he like ran down the ramp and tried to do it on the ramp, but Owen moved and um, they show Austin in the back watching. Um, Bret Hart is just as bad on commentary as he is on promos. I'm sorry, Bret. I love you. You're one of my favorites ever, but you know it's true. Uh, Bret and, yeah, and then um, Bulldog starts coming down to the ring toward the end of the match. But, of course, Sergeant Slaughter will have none of this. So he goes to stop him. But while that's happening, Bret starts attacking Dude Love. Throws him in the real post. Tosses him back into the ring to Owen, who puts him in the sharpshooter, which brings Austin down to the ring. He goes over, grabs one of all, of Owen's slammies. They've got a bunch of officials in in between them. The one the referee has gotten out of the ring into, he's in the scrum of all this other stuff, and Austin just takes up and just whacks Owen right in the head with one of his slammies. <laughs> referee gets back in. Dude loves covers in one two three. Dude loves the winner.
1: Here's a, yeah, here's a concussion
0: to make up for my broken neck. <laughs> right. Yeah. The best thing about this for Dude Love is he got to make out with a couple of chicks and dance with them in the ring as the show yes. yeah.
3: here. Hmm.
0: Yep. It would have probably
1: been a better match if it had been mankind against our Hart. But the dude love character, it's uh alright, but definitely not a main event character. Not been built up the same way that mankind had
0: not a main event character yet because I think in 98, he will have a couple of main event matches with.
1: Oh yeah. No, but at this time, you know, he's not been around five
0: minutes. Yeah. For a couple of He's been around as long as Ahmed Johnson has been in the nation.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Been injured.
0: (laughs) I think think he might have a couple of weeks on that one, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, So, I mean, while it did have a couple of good promos, this was getting the, a, a firm thumb down from thumbs down from me this mat. this show is not good
1: <laughs> no, the one thumb down yeah
0: it was not it says, it says the
1: two thumb down by the fact that uh, Sh- uh sean saved it yeah two thumbs down
0: okay and and so i'm looking at the wcw card from that from that evening do you want to do you want to um do you want me to tell yeah, you what the main good. event was
1: yeah, let's have a listen to this card. See what
0: this is a big. You know, I'll, I'll I'll read. It. I won't read all the matches, but I'll read a couple of them. Yeah. So the opening match was Kurt Henning versus Mortis, which is Kurt Henning versus Canyon, which I'm sure that was a good match. Yeah, yeah Dean, Dean Malenko teaming with a man who spends his day was working hard on the go, but his hands on the clock keeps spinning too slow. It's Jeff Jarrett. They 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 defeated Chavo Guerrero Jr. and Hector Guerrero, which I believe is his father, isn't it? No, no, done. Chaveros is father stupid. It's Hector Guerrero. Mm. The, the giant in a 3 on 1 handicap match defeated Joey mags, our boy Joey mags. Hey, Joey Lane, and current head of creative I believe for uh Impact or TNA, I think they're back to now. Scott Demore. Uh, mm. we also got uh Booker T took he took on Vincent, which is of course um uh Virgil Very and damn. then the main event from that evening was Lex Luger versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan for the World Hogan. Heavyweight Championship. Glenn, do you want to guess who got who won that match? Hogan. You are incorrect, Glenn. Oh. Lex Luger defeated Hollywood Hogan. Hulk Hogan for the World Hogan. Heavyweight Championship that night. Hogan put over baked potato face. I remember this, though, because there was a... Road Wild or yeah, Road Wild pay per view that Saturday. And Lex Luger didn't hold on to the belt for long because, oh, right? <laughs> I oh, that. So I know he won it back, so that's why he put him over because he got it right back.
1: Because he was going to get it back on the Saturday,
0: yeah. <laughs> but when you read some of that, you're like, well, of course, that, that fun got a better rating than WWE because yeah. I would watch that over the shit that they just showed me on the other channel, Plus, yeah. Plus, you
1: got uh. Despite our own views on Lex Luger, to the average wrestling fan back then, you tell them that, that you've got Hulk Hogan versus Lex Luger for the title. Oh, yeah. They're going to be watching that.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And then why that to...
0: That's probably what happened. That's probably why I didn't see any of this fucking show. I switched it over to Nitro, and I never turned it yeah. back.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're not going to be watching Dude Love against Owen Hart.
0: Yeah, no. I mean for no reason. Right, for no I mean if you had Austin versus Owen Hart, it might have been a different story, but unfortunately oh. that didn't happen. So um but that does it. That's it for this episode of Monday Night Raw. We were not impressed. Um actually, next it
1: explains, it actually explains the thing with the intercontinental title. Isn't Austin actually the intercontinental title holder at this time? Yep. So I'm wondering if once he was meant it was diagnosed that he wasn't going to be able to wrestle the they decided that dude love was going to defend the title and then changed it at the last minute that that was a non-title match after they realized that they're up against hogan and lex luger
0: that could be it could very well be or they just were like you know what that's stupid (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) that's not smart to have someone else defend someone else's title um but yeah, hopefully next week will be better. Um so anyway, but Glenn, before we get out of here.
1: Uh unbooking the territory. Uh, the person loss of wrestling, and also their side project, unstacking the Dankatory, the daddy tory Sorry. Okay, <laughs> and go back and check. Yeah. I'm um, booking the Tankatory as well. Yes. If we have nicked their gimmick, we now have Sid Facts, where they used yep. to have Tank Facts.
0: Yeah. They still do have Tank Facts, and you can you can follow at Tank Facts. <laughs> what is it? UTT Tank Facts? Hmm. I think something like
1: that. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah.
0: Check
1: it out. VTT Wrestling with DC and Doc. And, uh, of course...
0: The Doctor Who Podcast with Danny Ansai. Of course, you can find that if you're looking for it. Make sure you search SJP World Media. That's where you can find that (laughs) show at. Um, And if you're in alternate commentary on some uh, Premier League matches, I think they even do other stuff too. Check out the volley on SJP World Media's YouTube page. Check that out. I wonder if Dan's going to be covering that ass-whooping Arsenal's going to put on Liverpool this weekend. I'm just kidding.
2: Maybe it'll be close.
1: (laughs) Uh, I doubt it. You know what? He doesn't seem to cover Liverpool matches because I, I, I can understand that. I wouldn't either. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to cover Arsenal matches. I'd be too busy watching it.
0: Yeah, no, I wouldn't be. I'd be. It'd, I'd be useless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'd be just me screaming and pacing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Soccer's the only sport that can get me in my living room like this. Yeah, yeah, like I'm yeah. playing. <laughs> 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 uh, happens every time, exactly. but yeah. Um, make sure you, of course, check out Sports Wire Radio and give our buddy Thomas Bryce a follow on all the social medias that you may have. And make sure you check out the website Radio with a z.org. Click that listen now button, and you can hear some audio gold from many different podcasts covering many different sports. And you can hear my lovely voice, but not having to listen, not look at my ugly face if you don't want to, which is understandable. I get it. I understand. I'm not sure how the wife does it, but she does. I think she might be blind. But I let her drive, Glenn, so that's scary. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say. do I? Well, yes, I, of course I do. Of course I have more things to say. Make sure you check out our other projects. We've got a show out right now where we watch thunder from march of 2000 as we work our way to the 2000 uncensored pay-per-view and of course make sure you check out the i don't know shit the life and times of Psycho said out every friday we are working our way to wrestlemania 8 this week we are definitely going to watch a 20 a star studded 20-man battle royal from madison square garden the mayor Kenton joined us for that and make sure you check out on Instagram and on threads, AWI pod Sid facts, where you can get your Sid facts, such as Sid psycho Sid uses pepper spray to season his meats. So check out hashtag Sid facts.
1: And talking about the the mayor of Canton in a couple of hours, as we recalled on this Wednesday night, he will be eating something delicious. We hope. Oh, is he back? Yes, he's back oh boy yeah he's he's back on the x and back with doing a meal for the mayor so i know you won't hear this till thursday or friday whatever but yeah go back at the mayor of canton and check out meal with the mayor
0: yeah give at mayor of canton a follow on i'm not calling it that other thing i'll follow on twitter i'll never see it but you can um somebody send me the video i want to see it i'm sure i can find it i'll
1: find it oh I'll, I'll do it i'll i'll share it with you in
0: there we go perfect i want to see it but make sure you follow yeah give the mayor a follow and check out a meal with the mayor apparently it's happening again every wednesday i wasn't sure i wasn't sure but i <laughs> thought maybe um but make sure you check it out um that's it now i don't have anything else to say do i No, that's it. That's it. That's all we got to say here. And now the only thing we need to do is have Glenn say goodbye.
1: Goodbye.